this is your wake-up call. Let the game begin. some ramen noodles in a ramen noodle soup but not like a crappy one i want a nice big bowl of ramen soup this is jesse drew by the way and i am here with um my brother in arms in horror jeffrey watson esquire the third how are you jeffrey (laughs) i'm doing okay uh that's quite an intro. I appreciate that. And people are going to start true. thinking I'm actually an, an attorney at some point. So, Well, you're an attorney of horror. How's that? You're here. I'll, I'll take <laughs> that. I'll take that. <laughs> you're here to defend what some people may think is crappy horror, you know? So you're here uh, as a defense attorney. <laughs> yes, I'm a defense ator- attorney for the horrible <laughs> movies that people... Um, talk trash on so yeah that's me an attorney at law for yes. movies that break all the laws of good movieing. Yes. um so we are here hello everybody this is a mini sode we are here for a mini episode we'll be talking all things escape room 2019's escape room and with that i will turn the page over to my esteemed attorney jeffrey jeffrey would you Tell us a little bit about what you know about Escape Room. I sure will. I will present my opening argument here, um, <laughs> a.k.a. the summary. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so as Jesse said, uh, we're talking about Escape Room uh, from 2019. It was directed by Adam Robitel. I believe that's how you say his name. If not, I'm sorry. Uh, the budget for this film, the budget for this film was nine million. Nine. And nine. 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 And the... Uh, box office drew one 155.7 million what i've read 120 online but either way really? wow yeah, yeah i mean I, I still i feel like that's a, i mean feel hey. like that was a good draw either way <laughs> they're too, they did all right yeah yeah so uh with this movie we we meet six people um who are from different walks of life and you know we meet uh zoe um, who's a very introverted student in college? J- uh, Jason, a uh, day trader. Ben, he is like a stalker um, at a uh, at a grocery store or something like that. Mike is a truck driver. Amanda uh, is a veteran. She fought in the Iraq War. And Danny, who is just all things games and escape rooms and all that stuff. Um, so anyway, these six people, how they all uh, come to be united is they all receive a a mysterious box, a delivery, and, and it has a cube, and they have to solve it. And when they all solve it, and they all do, they are invited to um, 
actually go do an escape room and there's a $10,000 prize. So, um, you know, they all end up showing up at the, uh, at the office, at the building. And, um, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they, they are greeted by this kind of bizarre, um, person at the front desk and then they go upstairs and go to this room where they're all sitting there um immediately <laughs> uh Ben tries to open the door after after a few minutes of conversation and kind of um some some jabs going back and forth he tries to leave the door handle falls off and they all realize that this escape room this isn't like an this isn't a waiting room. This is actually one of the rooms and the game is beginning now. And basically the room turns into a big old oven and you know, they're, they're starting to cook a little bit, so to speak. Um, but you know, they, they end up finding out how to get out of the room. They start looking at, you know, looking for different clues and things of that nature. And, um, it was close, but they escaped that room. And, after that, they end up in a winter cabin, so they go from hot to cold, and um, they are trying to figure out how to get out of this cabin, and they have to solve a uh, a, a puzzle there, and it's kind of like a turn a turn dial thing where they have to use a seven letter word, and you start to figure out that whoever is behind this game knows personal information about all six of these people because the word that was used to unlock this was Rudolph and what we find out in flashbacks is that Ben uh, was actually in a car accident where his friends were killed because he was drunk driving and uh, they were doing this around Christmas time and the song that was playing when they got into the accident was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer so they figure out how to get out of there and then they find themselves outside uh so they so they think and it's like uh snowy and cold and there's ice and um and you know they're trying to figure out how they get out of this and um they start finding some different clues and unfortunately when they find one of the clues um they they find a big huge uh box that has a key encased in ice and Ben who's also a smoker um, is you know smoking a cigarette and they ask him if they can have his lighter well he throws the lighter across the ice and everybody's like you know Ben you're such a jerk and Danny's like I'll get the lighter and Danny goes to pick up the lighter and then all of a sudden he falls in this ice un in, in the water and He's being pulled by the current, and he ends up dying um, because they can't get him out of the hole. So what they end up having to do is huddle around and all uh, put their hands on this ice block, and they're all taking turns wearing a coat so they can stay warm and all that, and eventually they get out. They head to um, what's personally one of my biggest fears is a floor falling uh, from underneath my feet. They head to a... Uh, a room that is upside down and it has a pool table and it looks like a bar and they have to figure out all of these uh, different things and Zoe who's extremely smart um, 
figures out she's got to, you know, do this sliding puzzle kind of thing. And the floor the whole time is just falling, you know, from from beneath their feet. And, um, you know, Amanda is trying to get on the side where everyone else is because they've all kind of scattered out a little bit. And she went up top to try to uh, find try to unlock the lockbox that was there. And, uh, you know, I'll go back a little bit. Amanda, you know, we find out was in the Iraq war and, uh, she's horribly burned because they, um, her, um, squad was attacked by an IED and, uh, she was, she survived it, but she was horribly burned. So she had some, you know, some things that she was trying to get through but she's trying to get this box unlocked in this bar type room and um you know she's she's trying to get back over there to everyone else and she jumps off of this thing to the pool table she's trying to hang on um she can't hang on unfortunately and uh she ends up holding on to the phone uh that was there because you know she she just couldn't hold on to the pool table or anything like that anymore. And um, they're trying to help her get back to the side with the pool stick, but that does not work. And she just lets go. She says, it's okay. She lets go and she falls down basically like this elevator shaft. And uh, then we get to a hospital room after they find their way out of this bar room that's turned upside down. They go into a hospital room and then we see that there are six beds in this room, which represents all six of them. And it's set up with some of their information because what we find out in this moment, spoiler alert, is that all six of these people were the lone survivors in different types of accidents. Every single one of them was a lone survivor. So we're going through this. They're trying to figure out how to get through this, uh, get through this room and they figure out that it's, it has to do with your heart rate and um, Ben, I'm not Ben, uh, Jason, who I, I don't even know how to feel about Jason sometimes, but <laughs> Jason, <laughs> Jason uh, convinces Mike that, you know, he's going to put the, the leads on basically to like a EKG machine or I, I don't even know what, what it's exactly called, but, basically to monitor his heart rate and uh mike ends up dying because his heart rate got like a re i mean i forget what it was but it was ridiculous it went way up and uh and zoe at that point is just going crazy and she's like just beating the walls and trying to knock things down to tear things down because they figure out that they're being watched and um in this room they have to figure all of this out within a certain amount of time or uh, carbon monoxide is being released. So they're, they're being poisoned. And uh, Jason figures out that instead of a high heart rate, it's got to be a low one. And he sits there and he's like all zen and calm and he gets his heart rate down to 50 and that unlocks the room. But the collateral damage in this is that it looks like Zoe has been poisoned to the point where she has passed away. So now we just have Jason and Ben go into this other room. That's the best way I can describe it is that it's very trippy. Um, and 
eventually what they they end up finding out that they've been uh, poisoned and you know like they're having all these different visions and it looks like an acid trip almost and um it ends up happening there that uh ben uh ben and jason like get into it and ben ends up killing jason um you know over their fight i believe over the antidote so um so then we get out of there and ben at this point we believe is the lone survivor of this but he has to get through another room and it's this room with you know an immaculate room that has um you know all kinds of books and you know it's like a really nice room and the walls are closing in he's trying to find a way to uh to get out of that room and um he he finds a way to get out of this room and he thinks he's the lone survivor well let's back up a little bit there are people that are in the hospital room uh, that are cleaning the scene up they're cleaning everything up and zoe's laying there on the floor they're saying we have two bodies and um <laughs> one of the favorite lines that i have is one of the guys is like why in the world does she have oxygen and she's like so i can breathe and i'm not going to say what she said but it was awesome um but <laughs> But she gets out, and uh, so now we see Ben uh, meeting with the game master, and the game master's like, you're the winner. He offers Ben a cigarette, but while he does that, he gets behind Ben and starts trying to choke him. Um, Zoe comes in to Ben's aid, and they uh, kill the game master. And after this, you know, we go to uh, an actual hospital room where Ben is because, um, you know, he's been attacked and everything. So he ends up in a hospital room and, um, you know, we kind of see them freaking out a little bit and the police come and um, they're telling the police all about uh, this, you know, this escape room thing. And they end up going back to the building and nothing is how it was when they were playing this game. Um, and the police are like, yep, I mean, that's we have to leave. We, we've got to go. Um, so we we flash forward. Um, I, I think it was a few months, like six months or so. Um, and we see Zoe, who survived and Ben. And uh, Ben is now, you know, working a job as a sales rep. And Zoe is, you know, doing well in school, um, one would assume. And they're sitting at lunch, and she has this book. And it shows all of these stories of how the people that were playing the game with them died. And there were, you know, freak accidents, you know, like a hiking trip or something like that. Um, and she's... She's saying, you know, all of these coordinates, she found coordinates, and she says that it points to a building in Manhattan, um, and, you know, they want to go and, you know, confront whatever this is and uh, whoever's behind all of this. And so what they end up doing is planning to go to this. Uh, she has the plane tickets and everything. Well, then we get a clip of a plane that looks to be in distress and it looks like it's going to crash and they're trying to find 
find all of these clues to, you know, save the plane. And the plane crashes into the into a hillside. But what we end up finding out is that this is a simulation and they're trying to rig this game so that they can go after Ben and Zoe and they have their plane tickets and information so they know exactly where they're going to be and they know exactly how to do this and that is how we end the movie so <laughs> that was a lot but um good job I, I just want to thank you thank you <laughs> but I just want to ask Jesse what did you think of Escape Room I thoroughly enjoyed it I totally enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun for a movie that um, whose premise is to, you know, kind of like hike up tension and anxiety, you know, and, and string you along. Um, I thought it started off, it kicked off really well. Um, the first scene we get is Ben, you know, scrambling by himself, scrambling through that, that last room that he goes through. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, oh, that's, that's really great. I mean, you, you already, you, you go into the movie knowing the premise and then you get that scene and it's like, okay, cool. So now I know what the ending is. I'm sure there's a reason why they put the ending first and maybe it was to, maybe just part of it is to kind of like quell your anxieties while you're watching the movie. Cause sometimes these movies can get, if they're clever, they, they can get like kind of like almost like unbearable in that way that you're like, Oh, what's going to happen. And like, you know, not everybody likes to go to the movies to get that feeling of like, you know, tension and anxiety and stress, you know, it's very stressful, but this movie didn't, um, didn't do that to you. It did keep you hanging and guessing. And like, you'd like, I don't know. I always find myself guessing along with these type of game movies where I'm like, Oh, that guy said that kind of weird. I wonder if that will play out later that he's actually like a double agent or, you know, I thought that about Mike, the character of Mike at first. Mm. I was like, he seems too jovial and like, you know, kind of happy to, I don't know. There's something about, about his character that I was like, oh, maybe later on we'll find out that he's actually the game master or something. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I want to get uh, my hubby to watch it with me. Um, he said he would, but I, he, he actually does not enjoy any type of movies that are like this where it's like, because um, and I get it because he he finds them very stressful and he's like, why do I want to be stressed when I watch a movie? Yeah. And I have often myself said that. In fact, I think I was the one who originally said that like in the house, like, <laughs> why do I want to watch a movie if it's going to stress me out? You know, but um, but I didn't I don't know. I, I think this one was a lot of fun and it was really yeah. clever. I liked the characters a lot, um, even the quote unquote bad ones like Jason you know, yeah. um, and so I really enjoyed it. Totally. Uh, yeah. I was totally, I was all in, you know, and visually it, it, it looks, it's a nice looking movie. It's mm -hmm. a nice looking movie. It's, it's sharp. Um, the actor who played Mike, I, I enjoy, he is, um, I know him. He was the only actor in the group that I knew. Um, I know him from, if uh, you've ever seen that movie, The Boss with Melissa yes. McCarthy. Yep. Yeah, with Melissa McCarthy. Um, he plays, uh, Kristen Bell is in that movie, and he plays her boyfriend. So, and he's okay. he's very funny in the movie. So, yeah. I enjoyed seeing yeah, I, him. I really enjoyed this movie. This was one that I wanted to go see in theaters, but didn't get a chance to. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so once it came out on Amazon, I was like, I have to check out this movie. And I did, and I was not disappointed at all. I thought it was very clever. Uh, I really enjoyed the way that they they didn't spend a lot of time doing this, but they took enough time to introduce us to the characters mm-hmm. and they used the flashbacks and everything very effectively to fill in gaps of their stories, of their personal stories, uh, mm-hmm. which I thought was very smart because a lot of times when we see horror movies or just movies in general, we see these characters, but we don't really know who they are or what their struggles are. And we get a mm-hmm. really good picture of this in this movie, which I'm really happy about. And um, I, I did want to ask you this. I know I've already kind of made a snide comment about Jason and, uh, and honestly been at times, especially in the beginning was mm-hmm. a tool. And that's the only way that I can say it. he was a tool, but who were some, who were who was a character or characters that you were like, Oh my goodness, this is like, they're, they're getting on my nerves. Ben at the beginning and throughout most of it, Ben got on my nerves a lot um, because Mm -hmm. he was just so rude to everybody. And like, you know, he would just, you know, his, everything about him was just kind of off putting. Um, I thought Jason was, I think, I thought he was at his most obnoxious actually in the very beginning when he was taking pot shots, like snide, like making like snide and snarky remarks at Danny, who was the, yeah. you know, um, the, like, you know, the gamer kid. And, um, I just, it's like, it was just really gross because Jason is obviously this like alpha male type. And mm-hmm. just to see him immediately picking on like the most sort of like, outwardly vulnerable member of the group somebody who was like so psyched to be there and who was obviously kind of dorky you know and really into the game you know it's it was just i i would i don't know i just i wanted to throw something at him really badly i want to throw something at his head and just yell at him you know yeah but yeah um those characters i i didn't you know i didn't really care for ben sort of you know um Ben sort of got some empathy after Danny after Danny died, um, and he was able to you know kind of like be patient where he couldn't be patient before. He was able to be a little bit more patient, so that kind of cleared things up. And then um, at the end, to see also to see him like so vulnerable, and to see Zoe come in and rescue him, also kind of softened me up to him a little bit. Um, I wanted to like, like I wanted to ask you because I know I felt one way about it, but how did you feel when you learned that each of them had been traumatized in one way or another? Um, did that add or detract anything for you from the the game and the overall kind of quick pacedness of the movie? I definitely thought that added to it. Because Mm -hmm. there's a reason for them being there. Other than just being randomly selected to show up at this thing, there was a purpose uh, behind their being involved in this game. And I I really appreciated that because a lot of times we we see movies and things are just random. I mean, they're just random. And in this, there there wasn't that 
element of randomness where people you know you just see all these random people show up there's a there's a connecting factor between all six uh, you know they all six have this one thing in common so I, I really thought that that was smart um, to to do that that way I really did nice yeah me too I liked that the beginning they took the time to introduce three of the characters and have their reactions to the box puzzle the black box that they received mm-hmm. um, but that they didn't go to like all six and then if you think about it now, the three that they chose were the three that sort of like, you know, closed the show, so to speak. Um, right. And that's clever. Um, yeah, I thought there were lots of clever things. Unfortunately, I felt that some like the ending sort of like um, stopped with the cleverness and started getting into like, well, we're just getting into some sequel foolishness. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the whole thing with the plane could have just like... It, the movie really could have ended with Zoe and Ben deciding that they were going to go to New York to, you know, to find out what was what, and maybe like just seeing like the shadow of, you know, um, the shadow of a figure in that voice that you hear throughout the movie, you know, Dr. saying Wu-Tan like, Yu. yeah, Doctor Wu Tan Yu saying like, you know. Um, and now they'll find out that there's no way out, you know, like, you know, and then, and then calling it a wrap, you know, and, and that's it. Yeah. Like, I, I just think the plane simulation, what, you know, what was the point of that kind of like, I get the point, but really what was the point of including that? And yeah. we've already had like all the scares with puzzles and we just didn't need another one. I thought it would have been a lot creepier had they just ended it before, but um, yeah. that's just my two cents. Um, what, how, so let me ask you, how many, um, headstones would you give this movie out of five? Um, out of five, I am going to give this movie a four and a half. Wow. Five headstones. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I, like, I really did. Aside from the ending, because again, I think, you know, I think sometimes, uh, people in movies uh, that produce them and uh, studios and everything, they get, they probably get a little too cute with things. I would have yeah. been perfectly fine. Like you said, with seeing the movie end with Zoe and Ben saying, okay, we're going to go do this roll credits and then give me, you know, as the credits end, give me Dr. Wu-Tan you saying, you know, this isn't over. We, right. you know, that kind of thing. Give me that because at that point it's like, okay, I'm good. I didn't need to see the plane because now I know how, how this is going to go when they do bring out the second part of this movie, which right. I mean, one I know that they're, yeah, yeah. Because I, I know that they're, um, I know it hasn't started filming yet, but their plan is to release it next year. So, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, give me a little bit of, mystery before I go into that. Now I'm expecting to see this plane um, come into play during the the sequel. So, right. I just don't, I just, I can see this turning into a final destination situation where all of a sudden there's like, you know, 17 sequels and each one is more terrible than the next. So, yeah. Um, Other, other question um, is, would you get this, any part of this movie tattooed on you? Okay, I'm going to shock people. Yes, I would. 
I'd get that darn cube. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say the box. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'd get well, that that's cube. Well, that's a pretty, that's yep. an intense box. Yeah. It is. It is. I would get it, um, like completely opened up. Oh, wow. Kind of like a 3D, like a 3D thing. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Whoa. That's what I would do with it. But I, d- I definitely would. Nice. Um, right. okay. Your, so you, out of five headstones, what would you rate this movie? Um, I would also give it, um, I give it a, a four and a quarter. Okay. Um, only because I think it would have been more impactful. This is just not the nature of the movie. If, if we had like each of their deaths would have been, would have been more impactful and would have made the movie like, you know, kind of given it a different tone, like a little heavier tone too. Um, if we had spent more time getting to know each character, but as it is, it's not meant to be that kind of a movie. We're in and out of it. You know what I mean? Like we're in and we're out of that movie and like, in, what was like an hour and 38 minutes or something. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we start off by, we kick off basically after just a few small scenes where, where you know, we're in the escape room already. So mm-hmm. that's, that's that, but I still I give it four and a quarter. I mean, if we if we can get down to quarters, I give it four and a quarter. Um, and in terms of getting a tattoo, um, I might. You know, I would have to go back and watch the movie. But there were a couple of um, like scientific principles that Zoe was learning in her what sounded like physics class yeah. um, at college, yeah. and. Um, Maybe if one of them, you know, uh, resonated with me, I might get that tattooed. Okay. Well, I mean, we, it sounds like we both enjoyed it, (laughs) which is always a good thing. So, uh, so I'm definitely glad we both really enjoyed this one. Um, and for those, and for our listeners, yes, in fact, I did recommend this movie. Because for some reason or another, I really enjoy <laughs> game-themed movies. Like, I have no idea why. But, yes, I did pick this one. So, um, if there, if you sense a theme, then you are correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to announce that right off the top. But I figured that maybe our, our hardcore audience would know already. <laughs> because it was a game movie that it yeah. was your pick. Um, yeah, good pick, by the way. Great, great choice. It was a, it was a really fun movie. Yeah, I definitely recommend this to anybody. Yeah. Also, um, I want to uh, say that we have a fun announcement coming up next week um, in our, our next show. And yeah, uh, th- thank you so much for listening in. Uh, thanks for listening in on our, on our mini sode. And yeah, welcome to season two. Welcome to season two of movies to be murdered by. Um, we <laughs> are very grateful for all of you. There will be more singing this season, by the way, <laughs> um, yeah, and more, more talk singing. about what more singing and more like talk about what we're hungry to eat. <laughs> so, yes. Um, yes. So uh, yeah. So thank you for listening. Um, please uh, get at us. On Instagram, our handle is at Movies to Be Murdered by Podcast. 
Um, we are at movies to be murdered by at gmail.com. So if you want to send us a quick note on any movies that you'd recommend um, or any thoughts on the, you know, this week's or any week's movies, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Jesse, any, any words for the audience before we say goodbye? Welcome to season two. It's about to get real folks. It's, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get real. Put your <laughs> put keep your face masks on because it's gonna get real. <laughs> it's gonna get real. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Peace out. Congratulations, you are still alive.